Hello there. Welcome to Sleep Mode, bedtime stories and guided sleep meditations for gamers, presented by Glitch Creative Labs. Please be sure to not listen to this recording while driving, operating heavy machinery, or while raiding the Tomb of Horrors. The goal of this episode of Sleep Mode is to help you relax and unwind after a long day of work or play, so you can put down the D20 and get some rest. Please, find a nice, comfortable space that is free from distractions, where you can enjoy a moment to relax, and hopefully, get some restful sleep. The use of headphones is recommended, but not necessary to enjoy the experience. Laying down on a nice, cozy bed is also preferable, but you may also choose to experience sleep mode while sitting on your favorite couch or gaming chair, if you wish. If you enjoy your time with us, please consider subscribing to Sleep Mode and give this episode a thumbs up. It really does help our channel grow. Now then, it's time to turn out the lights and rest those tired eyes. Prepare to experience Sleep Mode, Dungeons and Dragons, an epic bedtime story for gamers. In three, two, one. Every day is an adventure in the world of Faerun, if you know where to look. And your days traveling along the Sword Coast as a hero for hire has provided you with more than a few opportunities to see the dangers of this land. But it has also provided you with a few coins in your pocket, a cup of ale, and a warm meal almost every night. Blech. I hate it when you stare off into the distance trying to look all heroic. Oh, and how can I forget? It's also afforded you a charming little goblin rogue companion named Felix at your side. May I remind you that we need to hurry up and go get paid for our last job. I don't even understand why you like taking these small bounties in the first place. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather be cleaning out a den of kobolds than fighting a lich lord's horde of stinking zombies. Ugh, smelly. That's coming from me. But you know what, partner? We need a big score to really make a name for ourselves and start living the easy life. As crass as he is, he does have a point. Maybe we should be taking a few more, let's say... Higher challenge rating jobs. You think about it for a moment as you continue down the road towards the city of Amphile. But you enjoy taking these kind of quests for the citizens of the smaller towns along the coast. It makes you feel like you're actually helping those in need rather than just doing the dirty work of guilds and nobles in the cities of Waterdeep or Baldur's Gate. Yeah, 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 I know that look. I know you're trying to help the average nobodies of the world. But a goblin's gotta eat, you know. <sighs> Let's just get to the staghorn flagon, get paid, and wet our whistles. And you know what? Uh, maybe actually sleep in a bed for a change. This goblin has become accustomed to a certain type of, uh, you know, lifestyle, we'll say. That doesn't include sleeping outdoors every night. 
you nod your head in agreement as you enter the village long road, where a stern-looking guard awaits your arrival. Whoa, Halt. What business do you have in Amphile? Oh, it's you two again. Still in one piece, I see. Eh, don't look so broken up about it. You mind your manners, goblin. <sighs> you know, if I hear that you step even one claw out of line, I'll, I'll make sure that you're swinging, f that you're swinging from the largest tree in the wood by the morning. Oh, look how petrified I am. Why don't you get some rest? You know, before they throw you in the stockades for sleeping on the job. Well, I'll be keeping my eye on you, as per usual. Don't even know where the town allows monsters like you inside of it. But I don't make the rules, so just get out of my sight. <sighs> the two of you move past the guard post, and you just can't help but shoot a concerned look at your little partner. Eh, don't give me that look, kid. I'm used to it by now. You can't be a goblin living in civilized society without getting a couple of dirty looks here and then. <laughs> this is a textbook case of goblophobia that I've ever seen. Anyways, he's the one that should be sorry. <laughs> Especially since he was too tired to notice me take his coin purse. Felix lifts up a small leather bag that softly jingles with coins. <laughs> I guess the drinks are on him tonight. Onward to the tavern! <laughs> the two of you share a laugh together as your small party enters the Staghorn Flagon Tavern. The warm fire of the hearth immediately greets you with a comforting embrace as the heavy tavern door slams shut behind you. The usual crowd of humans, dwarves, elves, and the occasional tiefling seems a bit thinner than usual. In fact, only a handful of patrons quietly sit at their tables, lazily sipping at their mugs. However, you do notice at least one new face. A lone cloaked figure sits at a table silently watching the room. Must be a half-orc, judging by the size of him. Oh, good. Our heroes have returned. A voice says in a joyful tone. Hey there, Kribby. Hope you're ready to pay up, because we got the job done once again. Oh, I had no doubts in my mind, Felix. Just pull up a seat and enjoy an ale in the house while I go count your coin. Hey, free drinks. Good on you, Kribby. Hey, partner. Why don't you go check out the bounty board? I'll go find us a table. And, uh, you know, try to pick a good paying job this time, will ya? Oh, no offense to you, Kribby. None taken, Master Goblin. I'll be right back in a jiffy. You nod your head and walk over to the bounty listings board at the far end of the tavern. But as you make your way across the room, you notice something unusual about the energy and the crowd. They all seem to have dark circles under their eyes and seem way too tired to even be enjoying their drinks. You brush off the feeling of unease and begin to look at the job listings. Huh, now let's see here. Owlbear sitter needed. 
to take care of a mostly house-trained owlbear cub. Hmm. Pass. Let's read the next one. Night watchman needed. See the guard cabin for more information. No sleeping on the job. Huh. I don't think this town is quite ready for a goblin guard. But, admittedly, it would be pretty hilarious to see Fleelix in a guard uniform. So, you're gonna have to pass on this one too. Now, what does the next one say? Help. Someone needed to watch me sleep and protect me from nightmares. Serious inquiries only. Huh. That's a weird request. What about this one? Help wanted. Our old farmhand went sleepwalking into the night. A replacement is needed as soon as possible. We're pretty sure the wolves got him. Well, that was dark. But again with the post related to sleeping issues. What's going on around here? Oi, our table is ready, buddy. You coming? You back away from the bounty board and sit next to your little partner at the table. While you wait for your drinks, you can't help to think about all those odd job listings. Why so glum, chum? You seem quieter than usual. Weren't there any good jobs to take? You don't answer. You just sit there and think. The tired guard. The sleepy tavern goers. And all the requests on the board referring to sleeplessness and nightmares. This can't be a coincidence. Something hinky is going on here. Oh no, I know that look. Come on, spit it out. You know what, on second thought, don't. The last time you had that look on your face, we almost got killed by a cult of crazed Tiamat worshippers. Not to mention, we didn't even get paid. So whatever bright idea you have in your mind, just keep it to yourself. Okay, gents. Oh, here are your drinks. And uh, of course, of course, Payment for a job, a job well done. Oh no, him too. <laughs> Whoa, looking a bit haggard there, Crivy old boy. No offense or nothing. Oh, just a few restless nights, sirs. Just dealing with troublesome dreams is all. He's not the only one. It seems like most of Ampile is suffering from some sort of sleeping problem. There has to be something unnatural at work here. Well, that's it. I've seen quite enough. A booming voice speaks from the back of the tavern. It's the cloaked figure. Truly, I must do something drastic here. You place your hand on the hilt of your longsword and prepare yourself for trouble. Behold! The mysterious figure tosses his cloak across the room, revealing himself to be a half-orc and a very fancy-looking get-up. No longer must you suffer in silence, dear gentles, for you are in the presence of Malvus, the breast-tongue, and I just so happen to be the greatest bard in all of Faerun. Now prepare your minds for my magically mirthful, melodic melodies. <coughs> oh, there once was a thief who stopped in Anfayul. He stole many wares from every shop I 
But soon he was caught and placed on trial. And now he's the one-handed thief named Kyle. A few uninterested slow claps squeak out from the tavern goers. And then they lazily return to their drinks. <laughs> Your applause are not necessary, but much appreciated. <laughs> hmm, here too I see. Oh, troublesome. <laughs> nice one. That's what that greenhorn gets for getting caught. Fleelance exclaims in amusement. The overgrown bard acknowledges the comment and slowly starts walking over to your table. Well, I see at least one person here shows an appreciation for the arts. Might I join you fine folks for a drink? Hey, I ain't got no problem with it. What do you say, partner? You give a nod and offer a seat to the bard. Oh, thank you. Thank you, kind sirs. Barkeep. A glass of your finest wine, please. All the cheapest. I'm not picky. You know, you don't see too many half-orcs roaming around with a loot. Mostly, I just see them smashing face with an axe. You stick your foot out and give Lelix a small kick under the table for that very rude comment. What? It's true. Oh, oh, no offense taken. Mother insisted that I learn the way of the arts rather than the art of war. And so, here I am, lyricist and bard extraordinaire. Oh, excuse my rudeness. Proper introductions must be made. My name is Malvus, the Brass Tongue, traveling minstrel and part-time adventurer. And you are? Flelix the name. And I don't really have too many fancy titles after that, but, you know, I'm a goblin. That's pretty good with a dagger. And, uh, relieving people of their... Unwanted treasure, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm in the presence of a dashing rogue. And you, my good fellow, what is your name? You open your mouth to speak, when all of a sudden, the silence of the tavern is broken by the sound of a body hitting the wooden floorboard. Oh my word, the barkeep has just fallen clean over where he once stood. You turn to see Criven, the tavern master, collapsed on the ground in a heap. The three of you rush to his side to render whatever aid you can. Hey, Criven, pal. You don't look so good. Criven lays motionless on the ground with a small cut in his forehead. Wait, is he asleep? No. No, no, please. Not yet. Yes. Yes, I see. By your calling. Soon. Soon I shall be at your side, Master of Dreams. I think he's having a nightmare, guys. <gasps> oh, how did I manage to get down here? Oh, oh. excuse me. Oh, uh, you okay, Krivio boy? Looks like you passed out from exhaustion. You really should get some sleep. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Burning the candle at both ends will burn you eventually, you see. Oh, oh my head. Ah, oh, here, step aside. Let me fix that for you. Malvis extends his hand and touches Criven's forehead. And with the soft glowing light, 
the wound is cured in an instant. Whoa, magics! So you're that kind of bard. Oh, I know a few useful tricks for most situations. Nothing terribly out of the ordinary. He leaned over to help Kriven up to his feet and carefully seat him at a nearby table. But up close, you notice that he has the same large dark circles around his eyes. It looks like he hasn't gotten decent sleep in weeks. You know, I think it would be best if we close up shop a bit early tonight, don't you think? Will you do me a favor and help me clear everyone out as I rest here? But you three stay put, you hear? There's something we must discuss in private. Well, you've heard the man. Everybody out. Yes, yes, please, please. Finish up your drinks and head on over to the door. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, you see. Pip, pip, off you go, off you go. Drink up, drink up. You start escorting the other sleepy tavern patrons out the door until the last one finally leaves. As they do, you close the door and lock it tight. Something definitely is amiss in the village of Amphile. You smell the start of a new quest in the air. Time has a funny way of passing in Faerun. One moment, you can be in a tavern enjoying a long rest. And the next, you might find yourself venturing into the woods, heading towards an unknown danger. Uh, are we there yet? Almost, tiny comrade, almost. Never have I seen someone so excited to venture into Waterdeep. Who's excited? I just want to get this over with. And as soon as goblinly possible. Oh, not a fan of the city, I see. Well, let's just say there are a few things in Waterdeep that aren't a fan of me. Ugh, and we're walking right into their clutches. A necessary evil, I'm afraid. But it shall be well worth it in the end. Yeah, if you say so. It's been a few days since you and your small party left the village of Anfile on a most urgent quest. Everything honestly still feels like a blur. And all you can do is continue to march forward and replay that night in the tavern in your head. Oh, thank you for the help. Sleep hasn't been coming easily as of late. Every time I close my eyes, my dreams become terrible nightmares. Sometimes it's my tavern being burnt to the ground. And other nightmares, my hair starts falling one by one from the root, till I'm bald as a babe. But the worst nightmares are the ones with the voice. Ah, uh, a voice? Pray tell, what does the voice say? Don't think me crazy, but it says, Come find peace in the darkness where the master of dreams awaits, and my mind will be troubled no longer. Whoa, that's scary. Hmm, just as I feared. What do you mean, Sir Bard? Surely you saw it with your own eyes. 
The people of this village are all suffering from sleepless nights, leaving them in a malaise. Their dreams turn into horrible nightmares. But it does not end there. There have been disappearances in this village, have there not? Aye, sir. We just figured they were taken by wolves in the surrounding woods. Ah, wolves are not responsible, I'm afraid. I can assure you of that. These terrors of the night are not isolated to Anfile. I've been traveling all across the Sword Coast, and many towns and villages are experiencing the same sad occurrences. I smell dark magics afoot. You knew it. Something is going on. Surely this can't be. Then no one is safe. Find them. Spread the word. I shall be offering a bag of gold and free ale for life to anyone that can stop this madness. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I think you just said the magic voids. Gold and free ale. Count us in. I figured as much. Okay, deal. But, uh, where should we even start looking? Oh, if dark magics are involved, there's only one place I can think of where we can find the information that we need. Well, a person, that is. Well, not more of a person, more of a flying monstrosity. I have a contact in Waterdeep that can grant us an audience with... Oh, please don't say it. The Eye of the Xanathar Guild. Yep, I knew you were going to say it. Alright, let's get this over with. Ugh. Watch your backs, fellas. Come, comrades. We shall sleep here for the night. And in the morning, we shall make our way to Waterdeep. And from that moment, you and your party have been marching to the city of Waterdeep. You've heard stories of the Eye before, the leader of the Xanathar Thieves Guild, and none of those tales were pleasant at all. But if there are nefarious deeds taking place in Faerun, the Xanathar should have an eye on it, so to speak. After time spent traveling on the road, you finally reach the gates of Waterdeep. You really don't miss the hustle and bustle of the big city. Thousands call Waterdeep their home. The crown of the north, some call it. But beneath the surface, this place is anything but regal. It doesn't take long for you to spot a Kenku pickpocket practicing their craft on an unsuspecting mark. And a rowdy tavern brawl begins spilling out into the streets. It would appear that we are close to our destination. Now will we get there? Let me do the talking. Oh, and I'm trusting that you'll behave yourself, Master Goblin. Yeah, don't worry about me. I won't make a single peep. I just want to get out of there as soon as possible. Excellent. We are in agreement, then. Chop, chop. I see my contact just ahead. So stay close. 
you walk up to an unsuspecting door in a back alley. Outside, a shady-looking tiefling waves their hand at Malvus. Huh, he's late, you know. The boss ain't gonna like that. He's in a bad enough mood as it is. My apologies, Teddy, you old infernal boy. We came just as soon as I can send word of our departure from Anvile. Yeah, yeah. So what's so important that you want to bother the eye? Oh, magical misdeeds, I'm afraid. The kind that the Xanathar might keep his eyes on. And then? He says in a distrusting tone, pointing his clawed finger in your direction. Oh, these chops are just my attaché assisting me with the matter. Just pay them no mind at all. Eh, fair enough. Wait a moment. You, don't I know you, goblin? Uh, who, me? <laughs> I just have one of those faces, you know. <laughs> you seen one goblin, you seen them all, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's right. Okay then, follow me. The tiefling leads you in what appears to be an unassuming warehouse, with just a few wooden boxes sparsely spread across the mostly empty space. He leads you towards one of the boxes. Slowly lifts up the lid. And to your surprise, the box is completely empty. Well, that was anticlimactic. What's the big deal? <sighs> Terry says with a wink. And in a whispered voice, he speaks the words. 300 below. And in an instant, the box starts giving off a faint glow as he gestures his hands towards the newly formed Dimension Door. After you, good luck, gentlemen. And, uh, do your best not to get vaporized, will ye? Oh, thank you, Teddy. Now then, fair gents, shall we? Malvus hops into the box and vanishes instantaneously. Ugh. Well, here goes nothing. Felix jumps in and disappears as well. You walk up to the box and bravely jump in. The world around you becomes a blur as you're teleported into the unknown. You open your eyes and find yourself instantly transported into the Xanathar's lair. Oh, magic sometimes just makes things too easy. Normally, one would have to go through all types of dangers to make it to Skullport. But that was a far better way to travel. A large gilded doorway stands in front of you, as luminous specks of purple particles dance before your eyes. And a voice begins to speak. Well, I don't have all day. Hurry up and come in already. I know, Silgar, I know. Some folks just have no manners these days. You step forward and enter the Xanathar's inner sanctum. The walls are all lined with books, as well as some obviously magical items. A positively gigantic fishball sits in the middle of the room, and a tiny goldfish can be seen lazily swimming about. And just behind it is a sight that not many have seen 
and live to tell the tale. Behind the fishbowl is a blue-tinted beholder, the Xanathar, leader of the most notorious thieves' guild in all of Waterdeep. Well, if it isn't my 98th favorite bard in Waterdeep. Wait a minute. I don't remember hiring you for any sort of festivities. Silgar, did you hire a bard to surprise me? Oh, perhaps it's my creation day. How glorious. But wait, this can't be. Where are all the cakes and presents? No, no, something's not right here at all. Something is quite wrong, indeed. Gar, get in here! In an instant, a hulking orcish barbarian enters the room. Yeah, boss? Is today my creation day? My, uh, birthday, if you will. Oh, uh, no, boss. Not that I can think of. Why not? A beam of energy shoots out from one of the holder's eyes and instantly vaporizes the orc where he stood. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Oh, I almost forgot you were there, Malvus. What do you want? But make it quick. I have a party to plan all by myself since my help around here is so incompetent. My Lord Xanathar, if I may. There is a plague of nightmares and disappearances spreading across the Sword Coast. And you, with your vast knowledge and power, might be able to help us find the culprit behind this unnatural disturbance. Since the mighty eye sees all, can't you see that I am busy around here with party planning and re-staffing and all of this nonsense? Please, may I say, as far-reaching as this nightmarish menace has spread, surely one day it might even reach you down here in the depths before long. It may even affect your most beloved confidant here. Wait, 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 wait. You mean that there might be a magical nightmare coming from my Silgar? Indeed so, I'm afraid. No, no, that won't do at all. <sighs> Come to think of it, my spies have told me that the underwater horde of the bronze dragon Xelophon has been recently pillaged not too long ago. Some even saw cloaked figures sulking around the docks before diving into the depths. I paid it no attention, because why would I care if a few magical trinkets were stolen from a dragon? It's not like they stole anything from me. No one would dare. Oh, if the dragon's lair was in fact robbed, the stolen item could easily be the cause of the troubles that we seek. Pray, almighty eye, any information that you could give would be most helpful. But if it keeps my precious Silgar's dreams as sweet as candy, I suppose a bit of information wouldn't be out of the question. My man just so happened to pick up a halfling that was floating around the docks around the same time as the robbery. 
You know, she may know about this nightmare factory of yours. We have her locked up in one of my finest holding cells, you know, for reasons. And I give you my permission to interrogate her as you see fit. And please, don't be gentle. Now go, before I change my mind. Thank you, mighty Xanathar. We leave you in peace and thanks. The three of you slowly turn around and begin walking out of the lair of the eye. Thank goodness that could not have gone any better. <laughs> you got that right, pal. Wait. Uh-oh. Is that you, Felix? Oh, you think you're so clever. You think you could have gotten away with it. I should have known. This was a trick to deceive me this entire time. You just wanted to finish the job. Oh, but you won't be getting away this time. Guards, seize them! A mass of heavily armed guild members appear from the shadows and run towards you as Xanathar's many eyes begin to glow with malicious intent. Cheese it, you guys! What did you say? Just run for your lives! You and your party begin to flee the oncoming hordes of brigands and one royally peeved off beholder. Each one of you runs as fast as you can down the seemingly endless halls and corridors. My good goblin companion, what did you do to anger the Xanathoth so thoroughly? Well, you know that fishy friend of his named Silgar, right? I do indeed. Well, I used to be a probationary member of the guild way back when. And before I was granted full membership, I was given a small task as an initiation. <sighs> Go on! Well, that fish of his is just your average run-of-the-mill goldfish. And they don't live too long, you know? That's correct. Well, if anything were to happen to that fish, old eyeballs over there would have gone into a rampage. Probably destroy the whole city in the process. So every now and then, we go find a replacement fish. When the old ones start looking a little green in the gills. And it was my job uh, uh, to replace the old squid, to replace the old Silgar with a new one. Oh, I believe I see where this is going. Well, I snuck into the eye's office. Oh, he was sleeping. And I replaced the fish. Well then, oh, what went wrong? He woke up! Oh dear! You're telling me! He thought I was there to assassinate the goldfish! They locked me up in the dungeons! Oh, and then how did you manage to escape? Uh, uh, I found a... I found a secret tunnel that someone dug in one of the jail cells that led me to freedom. They used so happy to put me in the right one while I awaited execution. Just found it by accident. Do you suppose that the oh, passage is still there? Anything's worth a try at this moment. Come on, follow me. You hastily follow your goblin companion through the winding pathways until you reach the heavy iron doors of the cell block for a moment of safety. 
Quickly, dear fellows, bar the doors before they realize we're in here. You do as Malthus says, and slide the heavy iron bar across the door, locking it shut. It's not going to take them long to get that open once they figure out what's in here, I'm afraid. Well, we don't need that long. All we have to do is pick the lock to my old cell and find the tunnel. Well then, friend, which cell was it? Uh, that one. That one right there. Felix points to one of the occupied cells in the room. Inside, you see a small female halfling lying motionless on the ground. Oh dear, that must have been the poor girl they found floating in the port. Oh, oh that's sad. I guess she didn't make it. Poor dear. As sad as the sight is, you all need to hurry and find a way out of this mess before the guards find out your location. Felix, I trust you could pick the lock to the cell, correct? Oh, and why would you say that, huh? Oh, my apologies. I just thought you mentioned earlier that you could pick the lock. Nah, I'm just joshing you. I know how to pick the lock, not because I'm a goblin, but because I'm the greatest thief in all of Faerun. This is no time for jokes, sir. Yeah, 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 step aside, I'm on it. Felix opens his item pouch and takes out his toolkit. Then, with just a few twitches of his fingers, the lock releases and the cell doors open. Bingo, we're in. And not a moment too soon, because just then, you start hearing voices scream from the other side of the door. And the cell block! We got him now! A loud pounding begins to shake the door. Cripes, they found us! Howdy, Felix. Where's this escape tunnel of yours? Oh, it should be just right. Uh-oh. Um, what do you mean, uh-oh? <laughs> uh, well, it looks like, uh, it looks like they patched up the hole right after I made my escape. This, uh, this isn't good. The banging becomes louder and louder as the hinges of the doorframe begin to break apart. You look around for another way to escape, but to no avail. Well, chums, it looks like we're gonna have to fight our way out. It was, uh, it was nice knowing ya. The three of you pull out your weapons and prepare to make a final stand against impossible odds. Until a faint voice is heard whispering a single word. Water. Did you hear that? You nod and look around for the source of the voice. Water, please. The voice. It came from the halfling. Criminy! The little halfling girl is alive after all. Yeah, that's all well and good, but uh, we're all going to be goners if those thugs break in here. What does she say? She appears to be asking for some water. The poor thing must have been left here for God's knows how long with nothing to eat or drink. You look down at the motionless halfling and begin to detach your water scheme from your belts. Hey, look, buddy. I know you're the lawful good type, but now is not the time. You begin to pour some water into the little halfling's mouth. And just as soon as the drops touch her lips, 
The door flies off its hinges, and a mast of armed brigands begin to fill the room. <laughs> no more running. We have you now. No, the only ones caught in the net are you. The halfling girl says as she rises from the ground. She opens her eyes, showing off an unworldly azure glow. The room begins to smell of ocean water as large tentacles rise up from magical pools and start to bash and batter your assailants. Oh, are y'all seeing this? It appears that this halfling has more than a few tricks up her sleeve. You three, grab onto my shoulders and do not let go. You give each other a confused look before doing as she says. Cold tendrils begin to wrap themselves around you. And before you could even blink, you feel yourself falling into the cold, briny waters of the Waterdeep Harbor. <sighs> Whoa, what just happened? No time to explain. Just swim for shore and start running towards the woods. The four of you swim as fast as you can towards the shoreline and make your escape to the tree line just outside of the city. That was a close one. After narrowly escaping the wrath of the Xanathar Guild, you and your party enjoy a moment to rest in the safety of the woods. The fire of your camp burns bright, warming you as you begin to dry off after the unexpected dive into the harbor. There's a slight uncomfortable silence in the air, but a silence that is quickly broken by the voice of a curious goblin. So, uh, what exactly happened back there? You saved me, so I returned the favor. Right, but, uh, what's with all the, you know, octopus parts and glowing eyes and uh, whatnot? Nothing much, just a gift from the sea. Yeah, yeah, I see where you would think that would make sense, but, uh, you know, uh, what? My dear goblin friend, this halfling... It's Selene. Oh, my apologies. Selene is obviously a practitioner of the magical arts. A warlock, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. I heard of him. So, uh, some bigwig gave you magical powers, right? Also correct. That's, uh, interesting. No one, uh, too scary, I hope. Not unless you fear the rising tide of the old gods of the sea that will one day reclaim the land and drown all who dwell upon it in a flood of tears and briny death. Oh. Just kidding. Actually, when I was a little girl, my parents and I were on a voyage traveling to Neverwinter, when suddenly, a dragon turtle attacked our ship. We were all plunged into the sea. My parents didn't make it. I thought I was going to die, too. Then a kind water elemental took pity on me and saved me from drowning. We joined into a pact. In exchange for my life, I would become a champion of the aquatic realm, destroying those that would do harm to the waters of Faerun, or something like that. Whoa, nice tragic backstory. Thanks. So that would explain our watery escape. Yeah, but don't count on it happening again until I've had a long rest. 
But still, you have our thanks. Thank you for the water. I was feeling a bit dried out there. Now what is a well-spoken half-orc, a goblin, and an unusually quiet human doing together on a run from the Xanathar Guild? Oh, you know, saving the world for fortune and glory. It's a long story, but one that I am more than capable of telling in the fashion of a true bard. Malvis begins to explain how a plague of nightmares is beginning to take hold of the Sword Coast, and the rash of disappearances that seem to follow in their wake. Then he explains that the three of you have journeyed to see the nefarious eye, in order to get a lead on what could be causing these dark dreams. The Xanathar spoke of a mysterious figure that stole a magical item from the Horde of a Dragon, one that could potentially be the cause of the troubles that veil the land under the cover of night. And then he tried to zap you into dust. But why? Oh, he thought I was there to kill his goldfish. That makes perfect sense. Well, count me in. You would lend us your aid? Sure, why not? It seems like you need to keep your heads above water. And anyways, I have my own disappearance to worry about. You lost someone too? A good friend of mine went missing a few days ago. He was having the same nightmare over and over until he vanished. That's all well and good, but, uh, our last lead kind of tried to kill us, so we got nothing. The Xanathar did mention that you may have some information about the source of the disturbance. But then again, that was probably the ramblings of an insane beholder. Yeah, what does he know? Actually, I might know something. Before my friend disappeared, he mentioned a place seen in his dreams. Please, young Celine, do tell. A tower. One located in a vast, endless swamp. It was calling to him. Calling from within the foul mire of dead men. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. It isn't. But I know he's there. I can feel it. I'm afraid we have no choice in the matter. What say you, fearless leader? The group turns your way and waits for an answer. Traveling across the mire of dead men is not exactly going to be a pleasant journey, but it seems to be your best shot at ridding the land of this nightmarish curse. The choice is clear. You give your party a resolute nod. Tonight, you'll try to get as much rest as possible by the fire, because tomorrow, you will begin your journey towards the ominous mire of dead men. Hopefully, the four of you have what it takes to stop whatever evil forces are at play here. It took more than a few days, but your party has finally managed to make it to the mire of dead men. But the putrid swamp is more vast than you could have possibly imagined. It seems like every few steps, your party encounters a shambling zombie, or some sort of other monstrosity, that calls the mire its home. And worse still, you haven't seen a single sign of any nefarious magic. Ugh, this is too much. 
May I go on record here to say that I vote we just give up and go home while we can. Oh, cheer up, friend. Perhaps a rousing song will lift your spirits. Yeah, I think I prefer the zombies. Well, I thought a goblin would feel right at home here in a swamp. <laughs> Very funny, toots. Fair enough. But call me toots again and I'll fill your lungs with ocean water. Wait, you can do that? Only if you consider your lungs a container that can hold water. I'm gonna have to check the handbook on that one. Wait, what did you say? Oh, nothing. Why can't we just use those magical tentacle thingies to warp us to where we need to go? They don't work like that. I need to know where I'm teleporting. It has to be a body of water, and it can only be a mile away. Oh, so it's useless. I'll show you useless. Get ready for a bath, goblin. Bring it on. Shh. Stop at the two of you. Look over there. Emotions in your party seem to be running high, but the bickering soon stops after a strange sight can be seen on the horizon. An army of people slowly march single file towards a decrepit-looking tower. Their eyes glazed over, and they step in unison across the Mireland. I do believe we found our missing villagers. Whoa, look at their faces. Creepy. They're heading towards that tower in the distance. I bet you money that's where the source to all this madness is coming from. I'll take that bet, sister. <laughs> Finally, we agree on something. But, uh, how are we supposed to get in? I have an idea. Come on, follow me. You crouch down and begin to follow Celine towards the parade of enchanted villagers. She waits for her opportunity, then jumps in line and begins to walk in sync with the others. Clever girl. She turns and motions to the rest of you to follow suit. All right, here goes nothing. Each one of you waits for an opportunity to jump in line. Malvis enters the grim parade, shortly followed by Felix. Then you take your turn and begin to march in step with the others. It doesn't take long for your party to reach the gates of the tower. You slowly enter the threshold as the gate begins to creak shut behind you. You and your party have successfully made your way into the tower. You continue to follow the line of enchanted sleepwalkers as they slowly make their way to the center of the ominous structure. A faint purple glow can be seen radiating from what seems to be an audience chamber. A glow that becomes more intense the closer you get to it. Ugh, this place stinks of magic. Oh good, I thought that was me. We can't count that possibility out just yet. <sighs> Quiet, dear comrades. I think I hear something. The four of you make it inside to the inner chamber of the tower, where you find a countless number of people lined up in rows across from a stone altar. And placed at the center is an orb that is glowing with a malicious purple light. 
Well, I think we found our treasure. Wonder how much we can get for that thing. Shh, quiet, someone's coming. The faint sound of footsteps can be heard echoing across the room. And from out of the darkness, a thin, hooded figure appears. It slowly walks to the orb and waves its bony hands across it. And as it does, every person in the room lowers their heads and kneels on the ground. You quickly do the same so you can remain undetected. The figure removes its hood, revealing a ghastly sight. Instead of having the face of a man, all you can see is slimy purple skin and a mass of squirming tentacles protruding from its face. It's the terrifying visage of a mind flare. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. It looks across the room, and without moving its mouth, it begins to speak words that you can only hear in your head. You have all gathered here in service to your new lord. Turns out the dream master. I have crossed vast reaches of space and time to form one perfect hive of the unwilling. It is I that shall bring a new dawn to this world using the power of the Dream Orb, with you as the instruments of my will. Together, there is nothing we cannot accomplish. Ugh, why does the bad guy always have to do a monologue? So cliche. Hmm, she makes a good point. Behold. Dremzelt raises his arms, and a group of his followers drags in a bronze dragon bound in chains. Tonight we welcome a new member into our fold. With the power of a dragon and my sleeper agents at my disposal, we can begin a conquest of Faerun. Zelopharn? That's my missing friend! Your friend is a dragon? The voices of your party echo across the room as the Mind Flare turns its head towards you. What is the meaning of this? <laughs> it appears that our position has been compromised. A fierce look comes across Dremzelt's face. Seize them immediately. Without hesitation, the crowd of enchanted villagers begins to come towards you. Uh-oh. This isn't good. Verily, it is not. There's no time. Selene, Felix, the two of you go free the captive dragon. We shall handle the Mind Flayer. Thralls of sleeper agents begin to grab at you, preventing you from moving towards your target. My dear friends, close your eyes and do not open them until I say it's safe. I have this. Prepare yourself for 
pyrotechnics. You do as he says, and in an instant, a flash of brilliantly colored sparks fills the room, momentarily blinding the enchanted villagers. Now, friends, this is your chance. Go, all of you! Your party splits up. Never a good idea, but let's hope for the best. Felix and Selene run towards the bound dragon, Zelifarn. As you begin to rush towards Dremzels, you draw your sword and climb the steps of the altar. Oh, a blade. How quaint. It is obvious that you are ignorant to the power of the mind. Let me give you a taste. The creature raises its hands to its head as a blast of energy knocks you off your feet. Do you see now? It is futile to struggle against me. Perhaps you can still beat me in your dreams. Now, please allow me to help you sleep for all eternity. Dremzelf slowly walks towards your prone body and begins to wrap its tentacles around your head. A mind is such a terrible thing to waste, so I have no choice but to take yours from you. You try to break free from the grip of the hungry mind flare, but try as you might, you can't seem to shake him loose. It appears that this just might be the end for you. Get ready to roll your death save. What? Hey, Octopus Puss, get a load of this. The Mind Flayer releases his grasp of your head, revealing the sight of a dragon with a halfling and a goblin riding its back. No, this cannot be. Ah, don't fear. You must just be dreaming this. Here, let me help you wake up from your delusion of grandeur. The mighty dragon takes in a deep breath and releases a current of lightning bolts at the dream one shattering it into a million pieces and breaking its spell. No, what have you done? Now's your chance, chum. Make your attack. You pick up your sword and rise to your feet. Then, with the Mind Flayer, distracted and at a disadvantage, you make your swing. Oh man, nat 20. Whoop. Yeah! Your sword hits Dreamzel clean in the head. He falls to the ground, and with his last gasping breath, he says, My dreams of domination have become a nightmare. And then he dies in a pool of alien blood.
Oh yeah! You free the land from the nightmare curse, and all of the villagers give you their thanks and begin to return to their homes. Wouldn't they have to make their way across the mire of dead men and a bunch of zombies? Ah, uh, that's their problem. What about our reward? Oh, sorry. You all jump on Zelifarn's back, and he flies you back to Amphile, where Cribbon gives you all 5,000 pieces of gold, free ale for life, and each one of you gains three levels. Oh, nice. New abilities for next time. Awesome session, all. But it's getting late, and I need to get home. Yeah, me too. It was actually pretty fun playing with you too, new girl. We're glad you finally decided to play with us. Thanks for the invite, but next time, I want to be the DM. Deal. And, uh, what about you? Will you be going with us on our next adventure? Thank you for listening to Sleep Mode. We hope that you enjoyed your experience with us. If you did, make sure to leave a like and subscribe to Sleep Mode. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the best way to make sure that you never miss a moment to enjoy some rest. I would like to take a moment to dedicate this episode to someone very special to me. My daughter, Winter. I can't wait to go on so many adventures with you. Daddy loves you very much. On the next episode of Sleep Mode, we'll be taking a swinging adventure into the world of Donkey Kong. Prepare to go bananas, because Sleep Mode Donkey Kong Country is up next. We'll see you again very soon. Good night, gamers.